Hi, this is Surya Devi, and welcome to A Voice for Love. I'm a world music artist and healer living on the unceded traditional territories of the Coast Salish people, otherwise known as Vancouver, Canada. We're going to be speaking with leaders and visionaries from around the world to talk more about what it means to be a voice for love. We're going through massive changes on the planet right now, and I believe that what the world needs more than ever are people who are aligned, heart-led, and who can speak from the soul to help usher in even bigger shifts that will elevate us all into a more harmonious and prosperous existence together. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey, this is Surya. Welcome to A Voice for Love, and I'm very excited today to welcome my special guest, DJ Denise. Welcome, Denise. Hey, thank you for having me on your show. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming. And can, can you please tell everyone a little bit about you for people who don't know you? Oh, yes. Yes. I am a DJ in uh, the city of so-called Vancouver, the, the, on the um, unceded, stolen, Musqueam, Squamish, and Soilatooth nations. Um, I've been DJing for like just about 20 years, as long as my oldest child has been alive um in yeah like i i have two radio shows right now that i'm they're podcasts now that we're in the pandemic we used to be at the radio station but i'm i'm podcasting from home uh one at the university of british columbia called queer fm and uh urban renewal project which is at vancouver co-op radio and um we're we're a weekly show we both are weekly two-hour shows uh, we talk to the community um, with the UBC show. We do a little bit of news. So we bring some LGBT news to the airwaves every week. Um, and we like to focus on um, local independent artists as well, which is great for both shows. So I've been speaking to so many artists like across the, the world, basically. It's, it's so amazing. Um, how we're able to do this this thing from home right now, um, and that so that's just one part of what I do. I also am I have a sound company. Um, I've been collecting sound equipment for I don't know how long, but it's actually starting to pay off. Uh, people want to rent my equipment. Um, I've started a. I just actually incorporated my business, Denzinate Productions, uh, this year, January tenth. Um, so you know we I've been through the pandemic actually. Folks have been renting my equipment, uh, DJ equipment, sound equipment. Um, I've also been working as a sound tech in some of all of like some of the uh, venues in Vancouver as well. So, uh, if uh, like say uh, Anza Club, um, uh, Astoria, any of those clubs want a sound tech, I that they can call on me. So yeah, it's it's been you know a little journey, and I'm also a mother. I can you know if I identify <laughs> all the things, I'm a mother of four. Um, my youngest is 16 years old and my oldest is well, turning 23 in May. And, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's DJ Denise in the, like the little, little bubble. Oh, I love it. And of course, thank you for adding that you're a mother. Cause like every time I think about you, I'm just like, Oh my God, you have four kids because you know, like ever since I've seen you and you've been around me and my son and you've told me that you have four children, I'm always like, how do you do it? You know, I'm always like in awe. I'm like bowing down. I'm like, Oh my gosh. You know, so it is important. And I think it's important to note because, you know, as women, we wear so many hats, right? It's like, and we do have to do all these things, you know, we've got little ones running around and we're still doing our thing. And, and, you know, 
I wanted to say thank you as well for everything that you do for the community because you you do a lot for the community. You do um, from on, and on all sides too. You know, like right. you play music, you're creative, and then you do mm-hmm. a lot of the. I mean, I don't even know the this whole scope of everything <laughs> yes. you do, but I can tell because I see you walking around. I'm like, oh, she's got a lot on her plate. <laughs> Yeah, like you're like see me flying back and forth. I'm like, oh yeah, doing something. <laughs> yeah, you're like at the soundboard. Then you're like right. organizing everybody. Then you're like playing your own music, and I'm like, wow. But again, this is all that I think motherhood teaches us. This doesn't it? It teaches us how to multitask. True, true. I, I yeah, and I, I heard something about that too, and uh, I I don't know why, but people do uh, put that on on women for some reason, even though all folks can multitask. You know, I've I've, I've heard that before, and I'm just like, you know, it's. It's interesting that they that folks will say that women are multitaskers, but you know because no, no, some men literally yes. can't. I have oh, no yeah. men; they can't. I have no oh, men no. that literally cannot, and they will say it. Wow. They, they acknowledge it and they know it. They literally oh. can't. I think it's actually. I don't know if it's a fact, and I know that we're we're all trying <laughs> yeah, to right. navigate the whole like you know genders and, and all this type yeah. of thing and the spectrum of all genders and everything. But there are certain right. traits that, and I don't know if it's because of the way that our brains work differently, <laughs> or some people say that it evolved because women literally learned how to multitask over time because of the okay. fact that they were the ones that were generally with children. Although there are other cultures where that wasn't the case you know but right, it's, it's all right. it's all very interesting but no there are literally men who cannot multitask and I've oh known them God. they can't they're like if I if you know if I ask them to do something while they're doing something else they're like I can't do that and I'm like really oh yeah <laughs> yeah I, I no they're like no it is a thing <laughs> oh my it's definitely a thing so no it's not just uh yeah, I know we have to be careful about what we say and try not to generalize about people and things but it's it's so true thing. It's kind of a thing. <laughs> it is. It is. It is. <laughs> so, so, like, I don't know. I'd love to talk a little about about the Vancouver music scene because you know, like, yeah. obviously, this is where we're both from, and we're both like a part of this this music scene. And like, how do you how do you find navigating it? And like, has it changed? And like, where do you see it evolving? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, it has changed so much over the years. Like, I I was a, a young I was gonna say a young teenager back in like early 1990s and just hanging out in the scene just was completely different it didn't didn't look the way it does now <laughs> especially with the pandemic and things like that but yeah the, the the scene completely changed I mean there was a lot I feel like there's a lot more networking and places where you could um get closer to the artists that um that do things in the city uh back back in the day because like you know we, we would have like the rascals and um swollen members and all these people just hanging out in, in local bars just so, and you could go up to them and talk to them. Right. So it was, it was completely different than what it is now. Cause you think, you think of um, mad child or even like any of the, the folks that are doing um, big things, you, you can't see them on it. Well, uh, you might, you might bump into them doing their thing like downtown Vancouver, maybe because they're buying something, but you won't see them in a local nightclub uh, hanging out where you could just say, Hey, what's up? I love your music. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually remember the first time I saw Mad Child. Like I looked over oh. and he was like standing beside me, and I was like, "Whoa, yeah, yeah." <laughs> I was like, "Oh, like he's a little smaller than I thought, and he's oh, a little, yeah, yeah." yeah. But he's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's actually, and since then I've met him a, a few times. But it's true, you don't really see some of these people around. But I'm like, is that just an age thing? Is that just because we don't go out anymore? I, oh yeah, yeah. It could be. Well, I mean, because if you think of um, I like the the newer artists that are coming out. I I don't really know if I've I've seen or bumped into anybody that I, I like I could recognize right now. Um, I, I think you'd have to curate 
going to something that they're at or, you know, follow, if you're following them on social media, that might be a way that you'd find some of these folks. Like I know um, I would shout out Mercules because he's one of the, the biggest artists from Vancouver right now. Um, the, his, his camp is really tight. Uh, the stomp town, stomp down crew um, out in Surrey. Um, but I know he, they've been traveling all across Europe and stuff like that, but I don't, I have, I don't know if I've seen any of those guys in Vancouver in any time recent. So, so just, just to bring reference to just things like that. You know, it's funny. I didn't even know that he was from Vancouver. For some reason, I oh, thought really? he was like an East coast, um, guy. Like I know that he's around okay. here a lot, but I didn't realize that he was from here, but I mean, he's somebody that's definitely, uh, done, done well for himself. And I do think, like, I don't know about you, I mean, maybe I'm biased, but I think that we have so many talented artists oh, in yeah. Vancouver. We really do. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. Yeah. The, the, the talent pool is enormous. And, um, I'm, I'm so fortunate to be speaking to, you know, the, the black community and the indigenous community. That, that's where my focus is right now. Um, ever since, uh, the pandemic started, um, I really just dive deep into what, what's going on across Canada. And it's, it's amazing that I can do that, uh, while I'm in Vancouver and just really getting to know these artists and like hearing their stories, just, finding out how what the creative process is it's, it's basically like workshopping and and but we we get to we get to talk about it on a on a radio show platform right so yeah it's it's lots of fun that's so awesome so you're talking to artists and do you have any artistic like i mean i, I know you're oh, yes. dj of course but do you i didn't i don't know yeah. do you do other kinds of music as well well yes actually i just um started uh producing some of my own music in the studio i i just uh, acquired um, some studio space really close to my place um, in January of 2022. So I'm really excited that uh, you will hear some productions produced by DJ Denise. And, and uh, my, my sons are really into music as well. So it's really cool to have us all in the studio, just like working on like new sounds, recording artists, just doing, doing all the things that happens in the studio. That's so awesome. And it is a very natural evolution, I think, from DJ into producer, because it's like once you're a DJ, you become so familiar with like, like sounds and how they work. And then I think it naturally can just transition into producing music. So true. So true. Well, that's great. And actually, now that I think about it, we've been at many events together for the Producers Lounge. Right. Oh, yes. Yeah. Producers Lounge just did their thing this weekend. And uh, there was a, a Toronto producer, actually. Uh, that was in the chat. So that was really, yeah, really giving, giving a, well, facilitating a whole workshop, which was amazing. And shout out to, to Jade um, for, for doing Producers Lounge. Cause, oh, I, and I have a fun segue. Um, I did sound at, the, at Warehouse Studios um, back in 2019, before the pandemic, at um, Brian Adams Studio for Producers Lounge. So, so she, they did another talk, and I was able to mic up um, what, a couple of their uh, panelists, so, and we also, I also brought my speakers into the, um, into the warehouse studios. We set them up. Um, we mic'd up a band and all this stuff. It was, it was great fun. So shout out to Producers Lounge for all of that. Cause, and I, I really got to showcase some of my um, sound engineering uh, talents. That's so awesome that you're a sound engineer as yes. well, because it's so, it's, it's so important. You know, I was at a it show is. the other night and I was like this one girl, um, they didn't have her sound right. And it was so unfortunate because oh. I was like, oh, 
like, you know, they, they maybe they didn't know that they had to change because it was mostly guys. And so oh. it was mostly guys that were rapping. But then she got up oh. and she was sort of like singing and she was rapping a little bit too. And I think she was really good, but she got really lost in the, it was unfortunate. Like I could tell because I'm yeah. a musician, right? So I'm like, oh, right. it's like, it's like her sound just needs to be changed. And if her sound was a little bit better, it would have been a better, it would have made her yeah. sound better. Because I could tell that her songs were actually good, but it's like, you know, sound makes such a big difference. If you don't it get does. it quite right, then it doesn't, you lose people, right? It's so true. Yeah. The, 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 the whole crowd is like, what's going on? We can't hear anything. You know, we don't know what you're saying. Right. So exactly. Oh man. That's, 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 that's so unfortunate that they didn't get that right. Well, yeah, but it's a more, uh, I think they're an evolving environment. Oh, it's yeah. like a, they're finding oh, their way, you know? Yeah. So, but it's been just fun to kind of get out again and to, to do things because, you know, COVID, COVID was yes. such a, a strange time because so, for so many of us, especially that we're used to being out and yeah. about and all of a sudden it's like, Oh, we can't go anywhere anymore. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. So yeah, it was, it was really disheartening. Like you're just like, okay, now what do we do? Right. Oh my gosh. Yeah, it was. And it will. And I think it also speaks to the importance of community and culture and why we right. need to gather and why we need to like come together and just have music and dance and have events. Like it's, it's such an important part of life, isn't it? So true. So true. Yeah. yeah, it really is. So um, I asked you to come on today. Well, I wanted to ask you anyway, yes. because, well, there, there's a few reasons, but I wanted to talk about, like, I've seen you and I think it's great that you're mm -hmm. owning it and you, you're the voice of Vancouver hip hop. So what does this mean? Tell us. You're like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, I mean, yeah, like uh, really speaking for the artists that are doing their thing in the city and making sure that, like, I, I'm, I am posting weekly. I'm posting. I feel like I'm almost posting daily. So folks are getting a chance to really see what is happening in the city and learn about some of these artists that you might not know about or learn about. So, so that's why I, I, I did post that and say that, you know, uh, DJ Denise is the, the voice of uh, Vancouver hip hop because, you know, it, 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 it does get diluted when um, other, other artists just, they kind of have the spotlight all the time and, and nobody else is able to like kind of, interject and like get in there too so yeah yeah it's serious it's a serious issue that i notice happens in vancouver where um i don't know if it's from paid sponsorships uh online or what but like you get bombarded by the same kind of post over and over again and it's it's um it kind of you, you just get it just gets it drowns out the the other folks that are trying to also post yeah, thank you for saying that because um, that does happen. I think it happens everywhere um, and it does happen a lot here as well. And I always find it interesting. Why do certain people like take all the attention or they get all the attention when they're not necessarily the best and they're not necessarily <laughs> the ones that are like giving this. It's, it, I always find it very interesting. Like I'll actually try to analyze like, what is it about that person? Because then I'll see somebody else and I'll be like, but I really want to listen to them. Or like, yeah. I really think they're amazing. And so that's why actually what you're doing is so important because I think artists do need somebody else to be their voice. And that's part of why I have this platform too, is so I can talk to people amazing. and give them a voice and, and, and feature people because I find that, um, and, and I don't know, like, again, it's hard to say because I've been in Vancouver most of my life. I've traveled a lot, yeah. but this is, a, this is the place I've lived the most. But I really think mm. we have some very talented people here. Even in my own group of friends, I have such a, like, some of my friends and people around me, like, their talent blows my mind. And I'm like, mm -hmm. um, it's, it's, it's not an easy road being an artist, is it? <laughs> it's not at all. Yeah, yeah. It's, you're navigating so many different, like, hurdles, I want to say, to, 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 to uh, showcase your art. 
<laughs> yeah, there's so many things that you have to push through. I know that that was yeah. really hard because I know that I don't maybe come across this way, but I can actually be very introverted and shy. Mm. And I was terrified to share my music and my creations. And the biggest hurdle for me to get over was actually promoting myself. I could yes. promote other people very well. I could promote, I can promote other people so the cows come home. But when it came yeah. to myself, I was like, I don't want to talk about myself. And now I'm, I'm totally fine with it. It's like, it doesn't even phase me. I can like fly. I can just send off posts all day and I don't even care. I'm like, oh, whatever. But it took so long to get to that yeah. place of actually being able to self-promote and then deal with, you know, sometimes people don't react or there's no reaction. And that, and that can mean so many True. different things. It could even just mean right. that nobody saw what you did when you did it. Yeah. It's like a yeah. fact, isn't it like a fact that we have to, people have to see something. I don't know if it's so many X number of times before yeah. they actually register it. Right. So right. you brought up such a good point about, you know, giving other people a spotlight or giving other people a voice or a mic or whatever it is. So, because it is, it does yes. happen that way. Certain people get, they seem to get all of the, and unfortunately, <laughs> even like the grant system is set up this way. You know, yeah. I just started, um, you know, starting to apply for some grants and stuff like that. And the girl who's helping me, she, she, and I've heard this so many times, it's like, oh, once you get in there, they'll keep giving you the grants. But I'm like, and I get that. And I guess that's good. And, but then again, it it goes back to this thing of all the same people are getting the resources over and over and over again. And it doesn't give an opportunity for, for new people to get in there. Right. Right. So true. So true. And I, I, I've been struggling with that too. Um, I'd like to shout out, um, uh, what is it called? Uh, neighborhood small grants. They're actually um, from Vancouver. So people, folks who are listening to this from Vancouver, um, neighborhood small grants is giving out um, small uh, grants of $500. Uh, this is actually the window. I don't know when this um, interview will air, but they do like a spring uh, granting uh, application process. And then there's a winter one as well. So I've actually been receiving um, the neighborhood small grants uh, for about since 2020. So it's, it's really kind of cool. Um, like you can come up with any, any idea. I, I, they're adding children as well to the granting process. So wow. yeah, children between the, yeah, the age of 12 to 18 can also apply for these grants. And I just sat in on um, a zoom meeting where, where folks were sharing their, their grant proposals. And uh, this, um, a high school student put together this like game on quizzing people about uh, uh, False Creek and all the creeks that are in the area. So it was really exciting to see all of these like different ideas. Like you could just just get a couple of people interested in something that you're doing and then uh, submit your proposal, and uh, boom, you get some money. <laughs> I love that. That's yes. great. And it's so good. It, I, I mean, I think it's so, that's a whole rabbit hole you can go down. And we're very lucky in Canada. There, there is a lot of grant money that's available yeah. and there are a lot of opportunities for artists. It's just a matter of finding them and knowing the right ways to, um, to, to get them. True. <laughs> true. Right? <laughs> which is, which is like the repetition piece. So um, yeah. 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 Actually, I'd love to connect you with the girl that I'm working with. Oh, she's in, wow. she's in Toronto right now as well, but um, her name's Coco oh. from 10th floor productions. Oh. And she's doing, um, actually I was just speaking to her right before right before I got on here with you and she yeah I'll I'll connect you guys as well because she's got some great connections with um people and artists and also you know women doing their thing in the you know (laughs) in the industry yeah 
I think I'm following Coco. Yeah, you probably are. Yeah, yeah. Coco. She's from here. She's from here, but oh. she's been living in Toronto. In Toronto. So right. yeah, I've known her and her sister Jeno for a long, long time. Like we've wow. all been friends for over ten years. But she's really yeah. She's doing some some exciting. big things. She's doing some exciting things. I won't. I won't. I won't share. I won't burst yes. her, share her happy news. But she was just telling. She was dropping some big wow. names. Some Whoa. big names. But if I drop that, yeah, yeah. She's been in. She's getting up there and being invited into bigger okay. places. And I'm such a stand for this because I I just know like as long as I've been in the music industry like and you know I'm also a uh, uh, uh I'm a producer in my own sense as well, but I like Amazing. to work with other producers. And, you know, I've gotten so much flack over the years from men. Like I literally had, this is one of my best stories. Um, years ago when I worked in a club, I was working at the front door and this guy came in. He's like, yo, like I'm a rapper, like do, 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 whatever. He's like, I work with the rascals. I'm like, I work with the rascals too. I'm like, Kimo's actually my, one of my mentors. And I just produced a bunch of beats with him for a TV show. And he looks yeah. at me and he's like, girls can't make beats. What? What is that? <laughs> Some loser rapper says mm. that. <laughs> but like, wow, that I, I, I was very fortunate that I had really great mentors like Chemo and Vago mm -hmm. and Azelle and those guys. And like, they were always very respectful, very nice. They always helped me. I asked the stupidest questions. I'm sure what were to them, the stupidest questions we'd be on like iChat back in the day. And I'd be like, help guys. Mm. How do I like do this thing in logic? Or like, how do I yeah. like fix this beat in reason? And they, they helped me. And so I've been very fortunate. I've had very helpful respectful mentors and I've also had you know idiots like that guy at the bar but uh -oh. that <laughs> but it also it also kind of motivated me too it gave me this little fire I was like what's wrong with this and I don't know if, I think you were at that were you at the oh, yeah. producer's lounge when they showed the film that Kenny Starr made were you at that oh, one? I think so yeah yes yes I, yeah she yeah. made that film wow. about remember the film about women in the music industry and it yes. was like Tegan yes. and Sarah saying like we cried every day on our first tour like we because it was so challenging just like all the things that they dealt with as women I think it was pretty much the two of them and then an all-male crew and you know we're not yeah. dissing men here we're not no, no, no. we're not yeah. but you know there there has been it's getting better now it's better than it's probably ever been but you know there has been such a um a div or I don't know a divide or just not not so many places yeah. for yeah. women or those identifying as women or anything other than men let's just say in in the so music industry, especially on the producing end of things and even as a dj as well wouldn't you say yeah 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 so true yeah i, I yeah that's why i was say i was mentioning too um in the early days i didn't actually see anybody that was that looked like me at all in the early 90s so it was it was all dudes and i'd just come in there and be like you know <laughs> i'd love to learn this stuff but I, I, I was, um, I was really back in those days, I would, I would take in things visually and I, I'm a hands-on person too. So like I would go home, I, after I just watched say like Kilo C do like a, a, a little mix down and I'd be like, okay, I'm going to figure out how I, how he did that at home after I watched him do that, you know? Oh. So yeah, yeah. It was, it was that kind of a situation. Um, so you, I definitely have to see things and then try to re recreate it at home on my own. And again, uh, that's the, where the privilege comes in because a lot of that equipment that I was using was really expensive. Not too many other folks had all of the, the equipment, you know, because that's a huge barrier too for, for folks because uh, the equipment's so expensive.
right? Yeah, it really is. And that's what I, I, I talk about this a lot. I say like technology has really oh, wow. made it so accessible for people to right. make their own music. Like the fact that you can basically have, even if you just have a basic laptop, most of them yeah. come with like garage band. You can start yeah. just playing around okay. on there. That's where I first started. I made my okay. whole first EP that I made on, on garage band in like three days. Wow. And it's funny to this day, people still talk to me about that. It was like, it was like way back. It was so far back that it was like on a CD and people still tell me that was the best thing you ever did. And it's so yeah. interesting because it, the, the quality wasn't good, but something about maybe the energy of it, maybe because it was new, it was like, you oh, know, yeah. people still, and I was like, oh God, I would never, if I was ever to put that out, I would have to redo everything because it would be uh, like, it's not up to my standards of where I'm at now. But, you know, back then true. people liked it. So I think, you know, technology has made it so accessible for people to be able to create their own music whereas before you couldn't so do you mean that you had access to you've always had your own equipment or did you have access yeah. to it because you were like working in studios and stuff oh oh um no 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 yeah I, I actually had access because I had purchased the equipment myself so then shout out to Long and McQuaid um yeah like I would I would see what other DJs were using I found out that Long, Long and McQuaid actually let you it was like a kind of a credit situation you can grab your equipment I'll put a little bit down and then you can go away with it. So that's, that's, that's how basically I've, I've got, I've acquired all of my equipment so far. Shout out to Long McQuaid. I've done the same thing. Oh, I got my, yeah. my sampler, some of my guitars I got from them that way. Like mm -hmm. it really is, it really helps. Right. Because it's yeah. like, yeah. you know, so many of us just don't have like thousands and thousands of dollars too. Cause, and it gets expensive, right. After time, when you start yeah. to reassess how much, you know, gear that you have, it's like, Ooh, <laughs> I better get house insurance. <laughs> exactly. And a big well, dog. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Equipment insurance. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure. For sure. But for yeah. sure. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, anyway, so, so the other thing that I want to talk about is because I know that you have a fundraiser going on right yes. now, and I'd love for you to share a little about a bit, a bit about that in case folks feel inspired to, to want to help out. Cause I think it's a great cause. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, uh, during the the holidays when everybody was celebrating, I was actually almost in mourning. My son had um, overdosed on opioids uh, just before before Christmas. It was really crazy. He um, he had been suffering with um, addiction in the past, but he didn't ever overdose. But that was that was a really close scare. Um, he is twenty one years old. And uh, living on his own, so it's it's a little bit of a a hard thing to kind of like police and manage because he's he's not a little a baby anymore. And um, yeah, he he lives on his own. He makes his own decisions. And um, yeah, I I created this fundraiser. Um, we him and I have talked, and we're we're I, I let him know that you know there's a lot more to see um, than just Vancouver. And he, he knows, he's actually been at my radio show since the beginning and he knows the love and respect that all of the artists have for me. And um, I, I let him know, I was like, you know what? If you can, you know, hang in there, we can, we can see Canada together, uh, you and I. Like, and and he, he's, a, he's an avid producer himself as well and he loves music. So, uh, you know, I, I let him know, like we, we can take this music thing all across Canada. like. My show actually just got syndicated during the pandemic at the University of Manitoba. So um, also, so uh, Urban Renewal Project, which uh, is at uh, Vancouver Co-op Radio uh, every Tuesday, 10 p.m. to midnight, is actually just played, like syndication means it's repeated at the University of Manitoba on Mondays from midnight till 2 a.m. So uh, we have a stop in Manitoba for sure because our show plays there. 
Um, I've been speaking to artists in Edmonton, Calgary, um, uh, Saskatoon, um, and uh, even across into the, the um, eastern provinces as well, uh, Toronto, Montreal, um, Ottawa. And also I've, I've just actually recently interviewed a, an artist in northern Ontario in um, what was this? Fort, Fort Albany, uh, Reservation 67A. So uh, yeah, like we will have a lot of stops to, to take on our trip. And I just, you know, would love to have the community support. And it's, it's so weird because when I first posted it, there was a lot of um, support. And then all of a sudden there's nothing. And I, I keep reposting it, but then I don't know. I don't know what's happening. I don't know if I need to update my, my GoFundMe page or what. Cause like, the uh, the freedom convoy got what eight eight ten million dollars or whatever, and I can barely get a thousand. So it's real it's really um, disheartening because I want to keep my son alive, and I'd love to make sure that you know he can he can see the love that like our family gets from the all of the great work that I've been doing during the pandemic, and uh, yeah, and beyond because you know this is going to last for a long time. All all of these interviews. All of the work that I put in is going to, it's on the internet forever. So, you know, it, it'll, it'll be, when, when any of these artists blow up, like this, some of my interviews will be some of the first interviews some of these folks will, will have had, you know. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, so everybody who's listening to this, we'll make sure that we, um, you know, we always, I always link back to everybody's stuff. Yes. And I know you mentioned you're making a website and all of that. So if you're, oh, yeah. if you're listening and you want to find out more about the fundraiser, and if you want to contribute, I think it's such an amazing cause. And as soon as I saw it, I was like, what can I do? And I was like, well, why don't, why don't I bring you on and let's talk about it? And let's let, let's let more people know, because these are the kinds of things that are like, so right. important. And it touched my heart, because I was like, as a mother, yeah. and just as a like, I was like, wow, like, mm. that's such a intense thing to be going through and I actually do have friends who lost family members yes. from opioids like in the past few years like one of my friend's sisters yeah. overdosed and you know it's becoming it's almost in it BC is. where we live we've had more overdoses than COVID deaths I believe. exactly yep so That's this so true. gives you an idea of you know we've been people in BC have been very responsible I think which is part of why we haven't had high COVID numbers but you know and we're, we're right. pretty laid back here anyway people are good at staying inside and just doing their outdoor activities and whatnot but you know True. we really do have an an, an, an I can't even say the word opioid such a weird yes. little weird yeah. I, I see it I see it all the time but as I'm going to say it I'm like I don't say this word out loud very often but yeah. we really have a crisis here with that we because do. we're we're a port city we have a lot of drugs in Vancouver unfortunately and um it's just they're there it's a little bit too accessible especially for the younger generation and that that terrifies oh, yeah. me as a mother you know I'm like my son's only yep. five so I don't have to worry about this quite yet but I'm like oh, right boy. like you know well and and the, the reason he actually uh was hooked on it is because a, a doctor um prescribed it to him he broke his his foot in September and it, it's so weird because I've, I've had surgeries of all kinds and was never prescribed opioids. And all of a sudden they're prescribing it to my 21 year old son. I'm kind of like, you know, it makes absolutely no, no sense at all for, for how he was, he was, um, you know, he became addicted to, to these drugs. Well, and even knowing that, I mean, they know that these drugs yeah. are addictive. I mean, this right. is, this, I didn't realize that it had been, that's a whole other story than yeah. that, that it was prescribed yeah. by a doctor. That's really. Yeah. 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 So yeah, yeah it's, it's awful. It's awful where this is going right now. So the, and we can see that, it, you know, it's, it's worse than COVID already. It's, and it's been like that for years. 
No, it, it, it has been, especially here in Vancouver. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's very serious. And again, it can sneak yeah. its way into, oh, yeah. there's all kinds of, you know, the fentanyl and all of that, like the drug oh, yeah. overdoses in, oh, right. in, around Vancouver. It's, it's a pretty serious situation. And so True. I feel like there's lots of, there's sort of lots of gateways to get there. So it's important right. to look at all of the different ways that people can get exposed to this and hopefully try to, you know, teach them have fun this way, but not this way, you know, yeah. <laughs> this is a safer yeah, way exactly. to have fun. This is such, this is not so much of a safer way to have fun. So try to, try to discern. And, and how is he doing now? Um, well, he's, he's having issues. He's having relapses. We, um, we're really struggling. It's, it's a difficult time right now. I've, you know, I've, I've done everything I can and, um, uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's really difficult, especially when somebody's addicted like that, they just, they, they can't really listen to reason or unless they, you know, really want help. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to encourage him with the studio. We, we, we actually just had a studio session the other day, which really energized him. Um, and yeah, like, cause you know, everybody's giving him high fives for all the great work he did in, in recording and, um, mixing and mastering. And, um, but yeah, like I, I, I wish I could just keep him in the studio 24 hours a day, but that's not possible, but you know, I, I'm, I'm doing the best I can. Yeah, well, you are, and I'm sure yeah. I'm sure you're doing the best you yeah. can and more. And yeah. it's like it's yeah. such a it's such a challenging situation for anyone to to deal with. So I really hope that yeah. um, anyone who's listening and and fundraisers can be tricky because especially yeah. you got to and so what what just comes to mind immediately with yeah. you is like you have to reach a different audience because artists right. don't always have money. You yeah. know, creative people don't. They're not True. the people. They can maybe. But I also want to. I do a lot of fundraising, both you oh. know, on my own, and I also help other people. Too promote their fundraisers a lot so I've seen I've got I've had quite a bit of experience over the years and I love the crowdfunding platform and I just really want to emphasize to people that even giving five dollars or ten dollars is huge and if more people actually like I do it all the time you know like I don't want to chew my own horn but like whenever I can I give little donations because I know because I've I've done I've been a part of so many different fundraising and crowdfunding you know it's all the little donations add up to make big ones this is the point of it you guys so whoever's listening like you don't have to if you don't have a hundred dollars or five hundred dollars like you could give five dollars you could give two dollars you could give twenty dollars you know right you know and so all of these so I think maybe sometimes I'm not sure what it is to because I've done some, you know, crowdfunding and yeah. been quite, um, it's, it's, it can be very Good. disappointing, but you also right. have to be persistent and then you have yeah. to sometimes redirect and you have to look okay. at where, where are you directing to? Because I've done that before so too, true. where, I've, you know, certain, certain circles of people, you know, if you're fundraising for somebody who in their circle of people, most of those people don't have a lot of extra funds, exactly. you have to start going, you know, looking, looking outwards. Right. But I'm, so I'm a true. big fan so and I'm, I'm always trying to think about like at this point, it's more of a thought process, but like bridging, you know, and how can yeah. we, how can we yeah, bridge? Because yeah. how can we bridge? Because, you know, like certain communities don't have a lot of money. They don't have right. a lot of resources and they need support and they need help. And often it's those communities that have a lot of talent and a lot of, there's a lot of blossoming um, things yeah. there that could be grown if they had the proper resources to do so. Right. And then you have so other true. communities of people, especially in Vancouver, like we have a lot of people with a lot of money and a lot of so mm-hmm. it's about it's about trying to bridge these um, communities, which is sometimes yeah, easy, yeah easier said yeah. than done, right? But so you know, I get frustrated because I know, like, I, I grew up around quite like we like I wasn't wealthy, wealthy growing up, but I, okay. I grew up around a lot of people who were. And right. I know a lot of these, you know, and it's hard because you don't want to tell people what to do with their money or make assumptions, <laughs> no. but I get frustrated because I'm like, okay, all you people are following me. All I know $20 yeah. is nothing to you. 
I know a hundred dollars is nothing to you. So exactly. why, why like, and I know it's a time thing. So that's where the repetitive thing has to come in. Sometimes you just right. have to ask people and sometimes you have to ask them directly, but I find okay. um, this is one of the things I've been working around a lot right now with clients. I've started shifting my focus to working on um, what's called money trauma and, and part okay. of money trauma, there's, it manifests in different ways for different people, but for wealthy people, what it can look like is not wanting to give away or share or having fear around giving away the money that you have but when you understand the laws of abundance in the universe like when you keep it flowing it keeps going that's one of the laws like you let your money flow like money is a currency it needs to flow so i'm all about trying to like i'm like the i'm like robin hood robin hood is like my philosophy i'm like okay how can we get (laughs) some of this money out of the hands right well not even what if you can get them to do it willingly like and then they have fun doing it right because yeah especially some of what you're doing. I mean, you have access to some of the most, and you know, like you said, the love and the respect of some of the most amazing artists in the city. And so again, there's a bridge to be formed there. Like if, how can we get some more people to like hear these artists and then bring their resources to the table? And you know, this is, but this is always the, it's, it's an ongoing dance. I mean, for yeah. me being an entrepreneur and an artist, it's like ongoing. It's like, you have to figure out how to do everything. You have to be creative. You have to figure out how to raise the funds for to, to do yeah. what you need to do. And it's just like ongoing. So please, if you're listening to this and you, and you, yeah, please, if you're listening, we're, you know, we're talking to Denise about all the things, the wonderful things that she does, yes. but I was really touched by your, by your fundraiser. And I think it's important Thank because you. it is something like that, that could completely mm-hmm. change your son in the space that he's at right now. Take him on a trip, right. get him out of his environment, build his confidence right. to know right. what he can do with his, with music and to his get music, that, yeah. you know, because especially with yeah. addiction, sometimes removing yourself from the situation, taking yes. a trip, going away is one of the best things that you can do, Right. For real, yeah. Yeah, I was doing a lot of research and, and like watching a lot of the, you know, trauma-based stuff but from families that have, you know, tried to recover from addiction and lost family members from addiction. It's, it's all, they, they have, there's almost like a checklist too to, to what you can do. And also checking your, your loved one into um, a, a mental health facility is also an option as well too. But if, if they won't go willingly, that's also a problem. So yeah, you definitely, yeah. And, and even that is not a, a guarantee. Yeah, I, I, I know somebody. Yeah, yeah. I know somebody right now who's in a detox program mm-hmm. and was there for um, a few months, and right. you know, relapsed a yep. few months in, yeah. and then had right. to. And somehow at the facility, I don't even understand how oh, this wow. happened or how they got access to it. But I guess it got its way in there somehow, maybe through someone else. And so now yep. they've they've gone to a different facility in a different oh. place, and they're they're going to wow. try over again. So you oh, know, addiction gosh. is. Yeah. It is, have, yes. it's it's like it's so tough. It, it is so tough and and i mean once you're I, I i feel especially like with the opioids and these like these yeah. pharmaceutical drugs like i think i feel like they're almost more addictive than street drugs sometimes aren't they They are yeah yeah it's almost like you have to be, feed like a hunger you can't you actually can't there's nothing you can do like you have like it's like you have to 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 feed it like you can't there's no way to get away from it at all like it's yeah well, yeah, and I hope it's okay that I mentioned this because I'm pretty sure yeah. he's spoken about it publicly, but um, I believe yeah. Mad Child himself, who oh. we were talking about earlier, oh, right. he dealt with right. that as well because he, t- I'm pretty sure right. I, would, I wouldn't know that. I, didn't, yeah. like, I never spoke with him personally oh, yeah. about it, but like, I believe I, I remember reading that somewhere that that was something right. that he dealt with and yeah. it was the same thing. I think he went through a difficult period and his doctor prescribed some, something to him and it ended up right. um, turning into addiction certain things do become addictive and they do become, you know, um, you can, the, the dependency can kick in and it's, it's, it's right. as you, you know, because you're living right now, it's, yeah. 
yeah, it's it's a yeah. it's a scary situation. And whatever with addiction, no matter what it is that they're addicted mm-hmm. to, once the certain behaviors kick in place, it can be very difficult. Um, exactly. Very difficult and very you know. So yeah, my 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 heart goes out to you, and I know that that Thank can't you. be easy. And so that's why I wanted to have you on to encourage Thank people you. and to spread the word about about what you're doing because I really do think. And and so that must have been something that you learned in your research, right? Was that one of the things? Yes. that traveling. Oh, yeah. Or, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, that was one. Of, yeah. And and also, I it's one of my dreams too. And you know, I I, I know that he hasn't really traveled that much. He's he's been to Ottawa, but he was a really young young boy when when he he went to Ottawa so being an adult and being able to really experience um all of these cities uh would I feel like would would really you know boost his confidence like I said and also you know get him to to see something outside of Vancouver like see that life is is different in all these different cities you know so yeah well, absolutely. And, and not to mention that you can actually be with him and sort of yes. monitor him and right. also get him right. away from hopefully yeah. the source of, because okay. that's a big part of it. It, it. There does need to be some kind of a withdrawal period or a change right. of environment or something too. Yeah. But then, you know, as you mentioned with addiction, there's always so many layers, right? So the addiction yeah. is like the top layer. And then we also have to look right. at like, what are all yeah. the things underneath that are driving right. the, you know, because yes. often, yeah, I, I, yeah, I understand the psychology mm. of addiction very well from my own path. I was just saying to someone the other day, I was like, oh, my first addiction was sugar. Like I I have a very addictive personality in some ways. And like my first addiction Mm -hmm. was sugar. Like I remember being like, if there was sugar in my parents, like in my mom's house, I would just be like eating all of it and I couldn't stop. And I would like, yeah, it was this very compulsive type of behavior, which then kind of translated into other compulsive behaviors, you know, more addictive style behaviors when I as I got older, you know, but luckily over, right. I've, um, they never got so bad that they were, you know, I, so I understand the psychology because I understand like yeah. needing something and then going through the yeah. whole thing of like, you don't want to take it and you know that you shouldn't, but you do anyway. And you, it becomes right. this, this whole dance, you know? Yeah. But I think I was, I was lucky maybe to have, and also just because I'm a spiritual person and I meditate and I have that's some good. different tools to help. And I've always had mentors and things to help navigate. Oh, but that's good. I think by the time we get to a certain age in life, like we all need therapy. We all need support. Seriously. It's so true. We do. We do. And it's good for you. Mental health, mental therapy, mental health. It's all, it's, you know, it's very important and always take care of your mental health. Yes. Because what it comes down to, and this is what I noticed with any of my addictive behaviors was like, it really comes down to that moment. You have to make a choice and you have to keep making Mm -hmm. that choice over and over again. I'm not going to do this. I want to do this, but I'm not going to. And there's no magic pill for that. You know, like no pun intended. Like there's not, it actually is your own. You have to do some of the, again, you have to get underneath it and see what's there and what's driving the behavior. But then when it comes down to actually not choosing to do it anymore, like you, you have to keep enacting it day after day after day moment after moment actually because it can be really like that the thought is there the feeling is there that that drive to want to do it so you have to find ways to healthy ways to cope and distract yourself and find Mm -hmm. and find different different ways so I hope exactly I hope that your son and I just think it's difficult for you know my heart really goes out to young boys right now too Mm -hmm. I think it's I think it's difficult for them yeah yeah so true so true oh and I'd like to say his name as well um his name is Peter 
Oh, yay, Peter. Yeah. So and actually, yes. I have a lot of spiritual people um, oh. who listen to our show. So can we say prayers and oh. blessings are welcome yes, for please. Peter as well? Yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes please. We'll send some love Thank Peter's you. way. Well, that's a big part of it, too. And like, I don't know what your beliefs are, but, you know, that's why even in AA, they bring in the concept of you have to hand your power over to a higher power because yes. there there has to be some concept of whatever you believe, whether you're Christian right. or Jewish or Hindu or just spiritual yeah. or whatever, like yeah, Buddha, some whatever. Kind of thing. Yeah. Buddha, whatever. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> having a happy, well, not whatever, as long as it's a oh, not whatever. Yes, happy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, <laughs> we right, don't do yeah. the dark. Sorry. No, 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 that's <laughs> we, don't, <laughs> we don't worship no the dark, dark side, side, but it's, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, none of that, just the, the, the you know, yeah. the, the, the happy, joyful, like good, you know, benevolent, yeah. good hearted ones, like, or, or God, you know, but that is right. part of it because having some kind of a prayer or faith or something to lean on. And I think that's why actually a lot of the addiction treatment um, facilities are connected to Christianity often, oh, or even, yeah. so even if you're not Christian, you go there and they might, you know, you might read the Bible or whatever, just to help, you know, that, that can be helpful as well. Yeah. Yeah. Scripture. Yeah. Always. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right? It yeah. does. There's a lot yeah. of, and that can, and I mean, there are so many wonderful stories of people who have overcome addiction and they have, so th- those stories are all there. So that can be really helpful too, is to dive into and read stories about other people and, you know, and it's just, it's not that uncommon. So we have to get the stigma away from it. It can happen yeah, to exactly. anyone. I know a exactly. very, I know a very conservative yeah. woman in her, I don't know, like early fifties who just ended up in the, in the mental hospital, like in the psych ward, basically oh because of opioids and pharmaceuticals. Yep. And she was prescribed a bunch of stuff from her doctor. She got addicted. It made her kind of, you know, and this is yep. the most yep. kind of square, like, you yeah. know, like well, the most yeah. cons- square white conservative woman you can yeah. ever imagine. Like you would never think, like, I'm sure she never thought in her life this was going to happen no. to me, but and you know, so yeah. it can happen and to anyone. Happened- yeah. And I was trying to tell my parents, well, my mother, first of all, and she was just like, I, she, what she said to me really shocked me. It almost shamed me a little bit. She, she was like, I've never, I've never had to deal with anything like this in my life. And she was like, and it was, it was, it was just put so much weight on my shoulders, almost like she was passing all the burden to me to take care of it all. And it was, it was kind of like, we're a family. We all need to surround our, like, it's, this is her grandson. We need to surround him with love. We need to surround him with care. We need to surround him with positivity. We need to surround him with all of the support that we can. Like, I, 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 I don't know. I really felt let, let down by my mother with that statement. Um, it felt just like, um, like, I don't, I don't know, almost like uh, she didn't want to have to deal with it. Would, and, it, and it's like, you know, you know, like you said, the stigma behind somebody being addicted, it, it's not something that he went searching for, like the, the doctors prescribed this to him. And now he just, he can't find his way out of it. So it's really difficult how much stigma is put on uh, folks who are addicted to opio- opioids. And, and it, yeah, it's, 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 it's so shameful that people can just think of, um, somebody addicted who's who's addicted as less than when they're they're not less than. Like I, I I know this is her grandson. She knows it's her grandson, and I don't know why her first reaction was, um, you know, th- this is uh, something I didn't think I'd ever have to deal with, or I, you know, I I don't know how to help you, or something. It was something around those lines, which which was really shocking. Yeah. And also that's just her, everybody has their own primary response to things, right? Which is like, and and that could, that's a very, not that it's valid, but it just is. It's like, I I didn't think I would have to deal with this. It's just like, you know, and and in his case, especially, and I I don't want to shame anyone who's dealing with addiction because most people who are dealing with addiction, 
it's it's as it's it's a byproduct of trauma. That right. is why most people like end up doing drugs or escaping into drugs is because they feel pain. They want an escape yeah. from feeling that pain. And then the actual physical um, dependency of the drug kicks in on top of the emotional and right. all of the different levels of it. Right. So then you end up with people. And so, you know, we don't want to shame any, right. any addict no. at all because it is, it's actually a, it's actually a, a disease when I was right. um, funny enough as the universe would have it. Like when uh, one of my trips to India, when I was sort oh. of contemplating some of my own addictive tendencies, I ended up, Bolland meeting a woman at a yoga class who was also from Canada, but she was over there. She'd been in, she'd been sober for a long time, over a decade. And so part of an AA, part of the service is, um, you know, if you feel called to go and serve other people. So she was volunteering. And at the time, this was about 10 years ago now, but it was the only place, the only treatment facility in India that took women, women. Wow. And there were, because in India, there's such a stigma around addiction, first of all, altogether. And then a woman being an wow. addict on top of that is right. like, oh, oh, they won't even talk about it. They will just like put you in a closet and put you away somewhere. And like, nobody, nobody wants to hear about it. Nobody wants to talk about it. So this was in a country of almost a billion people at the time. This was the only treatment facility and there were seven women there. And so I went there and I, and I worked with them a little bit too. And I volunteered and I learned a lot both about myself and, you know, through, through helping them as well. It was one of those, you know, thing, things as it goes. But one thing I did learn there was that addiction is actually a disease and it progresses. So yeah. If you have that predisposition for addiction or alcoholism, it actually gets, it's like a gene or it's like they, they showed it in the body. It actually gets worse throughout yeah. the life. So if you yeah. have that predisposition to it, even if you didn't drink for 10 years, if you started drinking again after 10 years, your body would pick up at wherever you are along that, along that wow. cycle of, you know, really? so like addiction, it can be a disease. It can be hereditary. It can be something that runs through the generations, you know, and in your case, I mean, again, we're not yeah. shaming any addicts, but right. in your case, like it was prescribed to him by his doctor. Oh, right. Right. Like, what? It's crazy. Have you had like, and then it's like, and then the way our system is yeah. set up, you, can you bring that back to the doctor? Have you brought That's, that back? Yeah. Well, I mean, I spoke to my, our family doctor, but they gave me a really weird answer. I don't know what, who the doctor is that prescribed it to him. Cause I think it might've been an emergency doctor or something like that. Cause he, he did break his foot. Um, but yeah, and again, there's a lot of privacy issues that I I, I, I don't have access to, again, because he's an adult. Um, so it, the only way that I would be able to really inquire any further is if he dies. So um, yeah, I I would have to, I, I, or if he trusts me enough to tell me, like I can I can keep asking, but it, it, it has to come from trust and then he would have to divulge that information to me, so. Yeah, it's it's a tough situation to be in um, at the age he is at right now. Yeah, it yeah. is, and and also you know there there's many people who have found right. their way out of addiction, and oh, right. there's you know right. after very 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 tough tough periods right. and sometimes prolonged. Right. So it sounds like he's lucky to have you as his mom, and that you're fighting with him, and and you're you're Thank like you. in in his corner and all of that because that helps. That's really what you need. Anytime okay. you're navigating the system, you need like an advocate. You need somebody there, and hopefully he will get to the point where yes. um, maybe he trusts you a little bit more, so you can get access yeah. to information. But even then. Like, I'm not trying to down our system, like our medical system, because, you know, there's a lot of benefits to it, but there's also a lot of things that just like every day I hear stories like this and I'm just like, you know, and I've I've seen it myself. I've experienced it. Like I've seen how the, well, you, aren't you, you're, you're a, aren't you a retired nurse as well? Oh, my, my mother is. I, um, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. My mother is. Oh, for some reason I thought, okay, I don't know even where I got that from. For some reason I thought that you were a nurse as well. 
Oh yeah, no, no, I have yeah, d- just a nurse in the family. Okay, <laughs> nursing, okay nursing that's so weird that I even know that. Then I don't even know where I got that from. For some reason, in my head, I've always oh. thought that, like, before you were a DJ, you were a nurse for some reason. I oh, don't yeah. know. Not no, not me, no. not me. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, shout out to nurses. They're the yes. ones like I say this yes. all the time. They're the Healthcare. ones holding it down. <laughs> Holy moly! Like Real. every time I'm in a hospital, I've been very lucky. I haven't had to be in the hospital many times myself. But anytime I'm in a hospital with somebody, I just the the nurses are the ones holding it down. A hundred percent. They're just they do like, all the best work. They do all the best work. And they're the ones yeah. doing everything because the doctor yes. pops in for like maybe like, you know, <laughs> 10 minutes whenever they can make it in there. And the rest of the time, it's so just true. the nurses. So, yep. Yep. So true. Yep. Shout out to all the nurses. So um, tell people where can they, I know, yeah, I know you want to talk a little bit about yes. your new website. So tell us a little oh, bit yes. about it and then what the address is so people can find you. Oh, yes. Yes. So uh, yeah, I just completed, um, what is it called now? Advanced Web Design, uh, a program that I was doing over the pandemic as well. From I started in 2020 and just uh, graduated uh, last year, November 2021. So I'm really happy to say that I have created my own uh, blog website. It's called Cash Commands. Um, I, I can, we can, uh, we'll share that later. Um, and uh, so I basically share all the work that I, I do uh, with the radio, the podcasts, uh, radio, um, and my, I have links to my sound equipment too. Um, pricing, like pricing, um, you can also schedule a date uh, if you want some sound done for you. Um, and yeah, it basically just lets you know everything about what I'm doing, uh, where you can find me, my phone number, all of the details. Uh, phone number. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> well, best way, right? <laughs> phone number, email, everything, right? So, phone number. Yeah. <laughs> so true. Oh, I, I wanted to also shout out, I, I started a new series uh, called URP Uncut. Uh, for urban urban re- renewal project, and um, what we're doing now is since I've I've been interviewing so many guests from across the ca- across Canada, um, so I've noticed some artists have come to Vancouver, and I've got a chance to um, use my studio and have like an intimate uh, performance setting for them. Um, I, I'll be releasing my first um, uh, series of URP un- uncut really soon. I just got the I actually got the footage back uh, today. So I'll be posting to YouTube. Um, you'll see some wonderful Instagram posts as well. Uh, the artist that we we featured this time round, his name is Kareem, and he's from Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. So um, he's a he's an amazing artist. Uh, Got a shout out to um, Woke Studios in Ottawa because uh, they came to Vancouver and visited for seven days. Um, he saw me at Foot Locker, Vancouver, and we 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 met for the first time. It was really cool um, after speaking you know, through podcast, uh, interview style. And, uh, yeah, it was, it was a great meeting and I got to bring him to my studio and he was so excited. He can't wait to come back to Vancouver. And I think I've almost sold Vancouver to him. So he wants <laughs> to come back here and basically live here. So yeah, it's, <laughs> it's nice. really exciting to, yeah, to, to be, um, in, in this space right now. So, yeah. That's awesome. Well, you're definitely, you're like a hub for all the, all the things you're kind of in the center of all the, all the things really, all the music. And I'm sure, do we have, can you tell us any exciting things to look out for like this summer? I'm getting excited for summer now that things are like opening up again. And I'm like, okay, like, I'm like, we need more music. We had something events last year. Like you did that one on um, the, it was before Canada day. It was like the day before on the hottest day of the year. Remember that one? Yeah. Yeah. Culture days. Yeah. What was, we'll be doing culture day. Yeah. Culture days will be coming back. Um, I also was working with mural festival. So I'm like basically their sound tech. 
uh, for the entire festival. Um, so yeah, look out for uh, mural festival. I'm actually working for TED Talk coming up in the next couple weeks uh, soon. So uh, I'll be miking up all of the the speakers that go on to like the the, the facilitators, the workshop folks that go on to on the stage, especially the women because they would rather have a woman put a microphone on their bodies rather than a man. So. Uh, yes, I was selected as one of the, um, what are they, I, I'm called an A2 mic presenter. So yes, as, as they're about to go on stage, I'll be placing microphones, you know, adjusting ear, earrings and hair and things like that too, uh, making sure that there's not a lot of clanging and rattling going on on the microphones while they're speaking on stage. Uh, so th that's happening early April. It's for two weeks as well. So I'm super excited to be on that platform because TED Talk in Vancouver at the Vancouver Cultural Center is, um, oh my gosh, it's huge. Like er any anybody who is anybody wants, and apparently tickets are a thousand dollars just to, to listen to somebody speak. So wow. yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's super exciting to, to be, um, included on, on such a great project. Um, because I, I'm also excited about, most the thing I'm most excited about is actually networking with all the other folks that will be working there as well. Just like putting my name out there, letting folks know what I do and, you know, how, how we can connect and maybe I can jump on board on some of these other projects that other people in Vancouver are doing as well. So it's going to really expand my, my pool of, of, of network, which is, is really exciting too. And yeah, so I definitely want to make sure that that, that trip across Canada happens like really, really soon. I, that will probably be during the summer. So, um, you know, go look out for uh, URP radio at, at DJ Denise 35 also on Instagram, because that those are um, both of my main hubs and also queer FM um, queer FM van on Instagram is uh, the handle. So please follow me on all three of those platforms. I also do a couple other shows, uh, Van City Hip Hop Fix with uh, DJ 151. We'll, we'll, that's where we've been getting those um, neighborhood uh, small grants for. So uh, look out for some new Van City Hip Hop Fix videos. And uh, yeah, like, man, just follow me because my link in bio is long as hell. Somebody told me I, have, I should probably cut it down. But that's those are all the things I'm doing because we, you know, we, we got YouTube, we got all the things. And I'm going live on Twitch every single week, uh, Monday and Tuesday. So follow our Twitch handles too, uh, at URP radio. And, um, yeah, like, you know, we want to, we want to let people know what we're doing in Vancouver. We want to make sure to stay live for folks to see what, what's up. Yeah. And yeah, I, I know you do it all. I learned more about you too. I didn't realize that you were uh, like such a proficient sound engineer as well. Like I know I associate you of course with DJing and then right. the events. Cause and I see you yeah. at events doing all the things. So I'm like, right. I see you handling like everything. <laughs> so I know yeah. that, but yeah, but yeah. And thanks for saying that about the, the piece about, you know, like, and, and, <clears throat> like the women wanting to have a woman right. put the microphone on them. Cause this is right. something I'm always conscious of. Cause I've experienced it so many times, like being the only woman in the room, like right. in a music setting or an entertainment setting. And I always try to school the guys that I work with on this too. Like the other guys, like I try to tell them, I'm like, mm. look, if you bring a woman in the studio, make her feel comfortable. Don't hit on her. Like, let, right. because it's already, we're already feel like we're already like in the dragon's mouth from the minute that we walk yeah. in the door, because unfortunately there are like, like I said, I've had mostly good experiences, True. but I've had the odd ones. And I've been in many situations where I'm like, uh, you know you just don't feel comfortable like you have to be on guard all the time like we're already yeah. like this our walls have to be up just yeah. to even be respected even just to be like okay listen to me so I'm not just right. you know a pair of legs or, or tits or whatever you look at me like 
that I'm actually a, like, yeah. I want respect as an artist and I want you to, you know, listen to me to what I say and to collaborate with me and not, you know, not bringing this whole female thing into the picture. Right. Like, you know? And, uh, you know, up until now, unfortunately, the entertainment, you know, world hasn't been as safe for certain, True. certain people, you know, exactly. Um, and yeah. yeah. So I, I am all about making, creating safe spaces and, you know, making, making people feel comfortable. So I hope that more people become, become conscious of that. And I know that you're always yeah. out there educating people. So, yes. okay, everyone, Thank DJ you. Denise, go, there's lots, everybody's got Ooh. lots of homework. Also, right. Amazing, <laughs> so many different ways to, <laughs> to, to, to connect with her and, and check right. out what she does. And yes, please, we'll make sure that we um, post the link to her fundraiser and yeah, please support if you're able to in, in whatever ways that you can, even if it's it's connecting her to somebody somebody who can help or an organization who might have some right. funding that can help her because I think it's a great idea and it sounds like exactly what um what you guys need to help your son exactly. get him to 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 a different place where he can kind of go beyond um what sounds like it's been a very difficult time for all of you it has been oh yeah I wanted to add one more piece too yeah for for women trying to do things in the industry I I always had that wall like you said like men making you feel weird uh, whatever it is. I, so what I did was I was like, okay, well, if the men are going to make me feel weird, I'm going to like find my own space. I'm going to do, do my own thing. And then when the men need any help, I'm going to be the one who's going to have to tell them what to do because I'm, I'm the one who's in control. Like with the, with the sound, I, I really studied, um, make it, putting together the, the sound engineering piece, uh, being in the studio, just really, uh, honing my 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 you know my my energy on learning all of the the, the digital um, audio workstations so that I, I know them in and out. Nobody can tell me what what's what you know. Um, and yeah, like just 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 you can teach yourself something new every day. Like as as we 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 are really smart beings. Like folks can learn a new thing every day. If you if you set your mind to it, make a list. If you want to learn something new, just add it to one of the lists. YouTube is a great university right now type in how to and then there you go off you go <laughs> you got something new yes yeah and thank you for saying that and like and then also uh, again like you we can always find a blessing in something it's right like you like you so, like you know like you just said like your situation like okay you felt a certain way so you're like fine I'm gonna be the boss and everybody's gonna have to listen to me you know and for me it was like when I first started doing music and it was a combination of I couldn't find anyone who understood what right. I wanted to do and then having all these weird experiences with different men and feeling uncomfortable but what that forced me to do was learn how to produce my own music which gave yeah. me this skill now I'm like again yeah. it empowered me because I'm like well I don't really like I like to work with other producers but right. like I'm like I don't have to if I want to I can sit down and create and right. produce a whole song myself if I need to so yeah. what's what is better in the long run I actually learned a, a skill that will stay with me for the rest <laughs> of my life and you know okay and then I don't have to deal with anyone so I right. think it's I think and I think that we'll find a lot of stories like this <laughs> as you go through the industry and you talk to different women or just anyone you know mm -hmm. is that every oh, time yeah. a door seems to close or it doesn't work out the way that you, or you want something from somebody else that you can't get learn how to do it yourself exactly it's true that's it that's yeah. <laughs> i hope everybody learns something new from this you know this podcast well even i think the last time i saw you when we were talking we we're oh. somewhere you said to me you're like well what did you learn during covid oh. like, we talked about this and you were telling me about oh, right. all the things yeah and i was right. like i didn't really have time to learn that much because i had a five-year-old oh, yeah. with me or a four-year-old a three and four-year-old right. at the time you know but but yeah I, I, i'm sure we, we we did learn a lot uh, but i didn't have yes. the time to like hands-on yes things. but yes but, but it's a good point you know we we should be always learning and again with technology now it's open 
opened up all of these doors for us to do things that we couldn't do before. We had to go into big music studios and pay all this money or like hire fancy videographers. And like, now we don't like, look what you can even do on an iPhone for goodness sakes. Exactly. Like it's amazing. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. Well, iPhone, the new iPhone is a beautiful and they're, they are being used to make music or music videos and all movies as well. Right. <laughs> <laughs> everything it's like literally at our fingertips you know that expression yeah. like the world is at our fingertips it literally is it's like like you said everything is a google search away or a couple presses on a button and all of a sudden it's like you know my five my son is producing his own tracks like he's like wow. he's so funny he's like i want to drop a track he's like mom oh. can we drop this track today it's like so funny i'm like it's not finished yet and i'm like what's it called like because he hears me and like us talking about it all the time so he's like i'm gonna drop a track too like it's drop really funny track. that's beautiful he's a little creative already oh yeah he's He's, he's, he's ready. He's a little performer already. He's ready to go. Wow. Well, do you remember when he yes. danced on stage oh, with, yeah. with Desiree at the, that was yes. such a, that was such a precious moment. And he, he yes. totally got lost in it because I know after, as soon as it was over, he kind of was like, he ran to me and he like grabbed me. And I think he was kind of like, what did I just do? Like I just oh. danced on stage, you know, and all these in front of all these people, but I think he was really just in the moment with it. And then as soon as right. he stopped, then he was like, Oh, like, everyone's oh looking God. at me. He came over and grabbed and they were me. clapping. They were all clapping too. Oh, people was, were people. Yeah. I, people are still talking. I saw um, Jessica wow. from vibe freak the other night. She's still talking about it. She's like, everybody was crying. She said, people, were teared oh. up and like it was just such a, a beautiful moment so and that's thanks to you like you know that's the thing yes. so that's why I have so much respect and I always give thanks to everybody in our community who who puts on these events because it's not easy it's not fun mm. it takes I know I put on events too it takes so much work and you know yeah. people like you you yeah, just keep you. showing up and and creating the space mm. and it and the space wouldn't be there to hold if it wasn't for you and people like okay. you doing it so so thank you thank you thank you thank you yes Thank you. Great interview. Thank you so much. Yes, you're so welcome. Thank you, everyone. DJ Denise, go check out all of her many offerings and then please support her wonderful fundraiser if you can. Thank you, Denise. Peace. You've been listening to A Voice for Love. This is Surya Devi. You can find me at suryadeviworld.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope this series inspires you to discover your own voice for love so you can use it to be a force for good in your life and in the world. I wish you great joy, good health, and the courage to speak up for what you believe in. Peace.